Welcome to Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm Roger. And I'm Dusty. My brothers and sisters in Christ join us every Thursday as we work out these three perspectives in our everyday faith. Welcome back again with another episode. We got a good interview lined up for you guys. We have Steven from CatholicComedy.com. Thank you, Steven. Thank you for having me on. Uh, but I wouldn't hype me up too much. I mean, I think you're saying it's a good interview, but oh, uh, historically, you're, I'm a terrible interviewer. You're, you're oh. just trying to set our expectations a little lower so that you can blow us away. I just know it. Mm, I've We're on to you, brother. <laughs> I've done that with movies. I'm notoriously, I say, hey, this movie is the greatest movie ever. You got to see this movie. And then they're like, white chicks? I don't, I don't know. I don't, Marlon Wayne? I don't, I don't know. I don't know the premises. But yeah, anyway, again, I'm Roger. We have Steve on the line doing a great interview. And welcome my co-host. Dusty Garza. Nice to meet you guys if I haven't met you yet. And thanks for tuning in. Um, you know, it's funny because uh, Roger called me this week and he says, hey, we got this guy who started this amazing YouTube channel. Um, and, and I'm like dying to hear more because I, 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 I wasn't aware of it. But, but apparently you're quite the bomb. <laughs> well, so let me tell you the story. The inception of Catholic comedy. Okay. Yes, I'm ready. So uh, last uh, during COVID. We'll say during COVID, there was a lot of uh, anger and hatred and division. And there's also a lot of these virtual conferences. Why you should be afraid for $50, come talk to me about why you should be afraid. I'm going to talk basically in a YouTube video and tell you why you should be afraid, or why you should be sad, or why the world is ending. So it's and Twitter. This, so it's Twitter. Right. It's well, much. <laughs> right. But there's the, people doing all these virtual conferences that were basically that, basically that. And I know because I paid for all of them and I watched them <laughs> and I was like, this is so sad. So I was like, you know what? We should do a conference, like an actual like in-person conference devoted to humor and joy. And How so dare I was you, like, sir. okay. How dare you? Right. How dare you do that? So they're looking to do, to make like a, a festival type deal, which we did. It was the St. Philip Neri festival, which we mm. had in January of this year. But when I was doing it, I'm like, you know what? I want to do a comedy festival, so I should find some Catholic comedians. And there's a lady out here who puts on an event called Laugh for Hope. And uh, she gets comedians to come in, and they talk, and they do pro-life comedy, and it, they raise money for comedy. And I, I called her. And I said, hey, can, uh, can I get some, the names of some good Catholic comedians so I can do you know, this Catholic comedy festival? And she said, Catholics aren't funny. Wow. So I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to start CatholicComedy.com, and I got it for $12, which kind of proved her point. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so I started up CatholicComedy.com. Basically, I was just posting jokes and whatnot. And then, um, and then I, I thought, you know what would be fun if I could do, like, sketch comedy? Because I love sketch comedy, and there's no Catholic sketch comedy out there. Well, there was, like, Trad Cat Sketch, which had, like, five videos, all of which were really bad. Um, not bad as in, like evil but bad is and not funny and so i was like you know what i want to do that but i also don't want to you know do every time you do a video if you don't if it's not professional quality it's super cheap feeling yes right right like you see it's like oh it's some guy in his camera doing some things oh hey look he's a you know he's doing the thing or it just it really is cheap and cheesy i, I listen to a lot of comedy and there's a this 
comedy group called Mitchell and Webb. Um, they're a comedy duo and they're in London, uh, in England. Um, they do a lot of risque humor at times too, but they do some really funny stuff and they have a, they have a radio show that was sketch comedy. And I thought, you know what? I could do audio sketch comedy because audio sketch comedy is just like talking at things and putting sound effects in the background. <laughs> and that's it. really yeah. easy to do and really cheap. It's like podcasting, but instead of a podcast, it's, you know, making jokes and yeah non-visual which actually like it really helps like when you're writing these types of non-visual jokes but you have to be able to introduce things to the character or to the to the audience um that they're not able to see but you know there's no visual gag and so there's some things that you can do with audio that you can't do visually like you can't have a surprise of like oh the person that this that's talking is actually a like a, a a tortoise you gotta do uh, creative anyway. <laughs> things, right? It makes you be more creative because you're like, okay, how can I set the tone for this skit? How can I do the punchline without visual? So it makes you right. actually be creative, right? Yeah, it does. And you can also do things that you couldn't normally do. Like, um, you know, if you have an angel in a sketch, you don't have to you show what the angel is. You don't have to have a person in a rope. They could be a horrifying <laughs> creature. And there are terrifying looking in biblical, like what is it? a seven heads and a lion and this. And they, right. they look very terrifying, the eyes. And yeah, so I don't want to see one in person. I get what you're saying. Right. Yeah. But like, but you can do that, right? You can, you can do all sorts of things. Just like in a story, you can describe like a, like a, a written story, you can describe something and you can surprise an audience with somebody like sitting in the background that wasn't there that you didn't notice that shows up that you can't really do visually. Anyway. So I decided to do an audio sketch comedy thing. And uh, yeah, so that's the YouTube channel is my audio sketch comedy. It started off that I was just going to read jokes just like a you know a joke from joke or from a joke book and put that oh, up every day. Okay, that, originally that's what because I got one. Look, the Virgin Mary, Saint Peter, and Judas walk into a bar, and then no, I'm not gonna get just no, <laughs> what? No, but, <laughs> go on. But you go on. Yes. No, but uh, you know it's funny because you say that was the beginning of CatholicComedy.com, but I think the beginning of CatholicComedy.com actually is yeah, like the beginning of you and oh, comedy. Or You've got to actually your have birth. some talent to be able to put up some of the some of the episodes that I've been seeing like Padre Pio basketball and the Indiana you know Jones yeah Indiana Jones and Our Lady and uh, I mean these are these are really great exorcism cheerleaders like you you had to have what is your what are your roots in comedy how did you decide that you wanted to pursue this for yourself so my roots in comedy are old school comedy right so it's uh like uh, Laurel and Hardy uh, oh, the Marx Brothers wow yeah yeah I thought you, when yeah. you said, uh, so my roots are old school comedy. I'm talking about old school. I'm talking about like Seth Rogen. I'm talking about no. that. I'm talking about Mike Myers. That's how old school. Okay. That's real. Yeah. The Hardys. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, uh, Laurel and Hardy and the Marx brothers were what my, my, uh, my father would put on when I was a kid. Those, the, the things that he would, that he would watch and he would put on because those are the things that his father was into. So he, you know, he got into it as well. Um, so that's kind of what I what I got into, and then uh, the, the and then you go a little bit further into the future, and you've got uh, Zucker Zucker and Abrams. Uh, they did Airplane, and they did um, the Naked Gun series, oh, and Scary Movie <laughs> three and four. Yeah, um, for sure. So you know that type of like it's it's the weird and obscure, and the the very much like. Where were um, you growing up when you were watching all this? When you were sort of you know honing your craft. 
uh, <laughs> honing my craft. That that is that's quite the compliment. Is that set. a euphemism? I, I think that's a euphemism. <laughs> honing your craft. Uh, so I grew up. So I was born in New York, but I grew up mostly in Arizona, and I've been here for like almost thirty years now, and I'm only thirty-five. So my mother has a New York sense of humor. Um, my father is he's he's a weird guy he's kept he went kind of off the deep end uh about 10 years ago and ran off and left my mother behind and married a younger woman and all that type of stuff although the marriage is invalid but blah 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 blah, blah. we'll get into that another time anyway so i have a kind of a like a a mixed relationship with my father and that i don't talk to him but he did introduce me to comedy and the comedy that i enjoy so i got that you know i thank him for that uh i don't know about you guys but i'm kind of a socially awkward person Okay. Mm. Um, that's hard to believe, so, but yes, okay, that's good. <laughs> Most comics are, I find, right? That you, comics could do dark stuff. Have you seen Robin Williams or Jim Carrey mm-hmm. his dark acting? I believe that. For me, what I found, the, the way for me to get over my social anxiety was to find a part to play within a, a social grouping, right? So you would go to a party, and then you'd be the person. You're like, okay, th- this person's not here. Like the, the joke teller is not here, so I am that person now. Right. And generally it would be the, the person who just knew random facts. Um, but knowing random facts also brings up some really humorous things about humanity uh, because, you know, the randomness of, of humanity. Um, and then I just also would just make jokes. And that's kind of what my friends would do. And we would watch uh, really obscure comedy stuff um, that probably most of your listeners would never know of. But um, I was a huge fan of Red Dwarf. Never, um, which is never this, heard. Of, I don't. I can't. I, I can't say I partake in. What is that? You were right. You were right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a British sci-fi comedy that was in the eighties, nineties, and even up to today. They they release still like a couple episodes every couple years. On um, on a network or a, on a streamer or what? BBC. BBC. Oh, okay. Uh, well, there the you go. Closest I know is Mr. Bean. That's the only English obscure comedy. Mr. Bean is oh, an English man, as English as I get man you are missing out there's a lot of really good uh british comedy out there and uh, a lot of it like like you know you you know of like monty python and that type of sure. stuff but it's oh, yeah, kind yeah, of this yeah. it's a really bizarre type of humor or uh you know putting people in awkward situations or um that type of deal and it's it, like american humor is a lot different and mark twain has a whole like i wrote a whole article about the difference between american humor and british humor and like for American humor, the, the the joke is the person telling the joke, not the joke itself. Mm. In British humor, it's all about being clever and funny, right? The person telling the joke is funny, and as you, you like, that's that's where it was before. But in modern days, it's kind of meshed a lot more with American humor, where you will have the joke is that the person who thinks they're superior is actually an idiot, as opposed to American humor, where the person is is more trying ten- trending towards that I'm more clever than you. Like modern stand-up is a thirty-minute to an hour-long lecture on the person's personal politics, as opposed to telling jokes. Right? If you, True. Yeah. If you I listen see to stand-up nowadays, like <laughs> yeah. when was the last time you listened to a stand-up that wasn't like someone up there pontificating on uh, on like the meaning of life or something like that? Like where it's just a person telling jokes. Yeah, you know? that's yeah, that's usually like. 
that's true. I usually, if you hear a comic, it's usually political or their views or yeah, like you said, pontificating and doing all that, telling them their, the world should be like this and this is how I see it. And, and yeah, so that's very true that you say that. It's interesting. Uh, but I wanted to ask you too is while you're telling your background, so this is where you came from, very British, very old, obscure, and you're 35, I'm 35. So that's like, wow, that's like, you know, we're not of that age, but yet you found something to hold on to you found something back then and you hold on to that type of humor and you bring it now that you're 35 and i know we talked on the phone briefly you said that you had a a reversion around mm-hmm. 30 is is that, is that correct me if i'm wrong uh so i mean the, the exact time frame is it's all kind of a blur sure uh you have kids yes five Far okay, too many. I have- Far too many. There you go. There, there you go. That's a good Catholic joke. Like you have five. Oh, you must be really Catholic. I was like, oh yes, yes, yes. You're really very Catholic. I, yeah. I, I have eight, but six of them are. Oh, here. you beat me. You beat but me. Six of them are what? Are here, and two of them. Are- two of them have entered into their final reward. Oh. Um, I do actually have two as well that has entered. So well, that- yeah. Okay, so I'm going to tell you. Always count them. And somebody mm. asks, put that number in there. It's important. Mm, mm, it's mm. important that we remember that we that they were full people with full souls. That's and true. And we can't That's just beautiful. forget them. So in everything you true. do, always mention them. That is true. You know what? That's a good – I'm going to take that because I always say five, but really it would be – seven you're, and yeah, so you're now seven. i feel like a horrible horrible father and thank all you these for that. years not He's doing a horrible that. father so thank it's you okay. for shaming it's me. okay catholic it's guilt okay. catholic guilt because you are in some way i'm sure a <laughs> yes. horrible father yes. and that's fine i mean we're all, we all so there's actually uh so they're just gonna aside for a second it, every once in a while i'll listen to fulton sheen's uh speech that he gave on uh, nice versus awful people and you just rem- reminded me of it by saying you're a terrible father. But the nice people always make excuses for their behavior, and the awful people don't. Mm-hmm. They don't make excuses. They just say that they are sinful, right? And they tr- they, they try to get better. Yes. They try to be a better person always. because yes. they know they're awful, while a nice person will just try to make excuses to say that they've never actually sinned. Doesn't acknowledge it. And if you don't acknowledge right. it, how can you grow? If the blind don't know they're blind, how can they see light? Yeah. So, like, you know, you joke, oh, you mean, mean, you know, reminding me that I'm a terrible father. It's like, I'm <laughs> yeah. not saying you are a terrible father. I have no idea if you're a terrible father. We've talked about very terrible, or something like very that. terrible. But at the same, but I just so you know, like, now you know. Yeah. So yeah. now you can say, you know what? I haven't, you know, I haven't honored my other children, but yeah. I will. So, where did you like, start? The, how did you sort of. Is that something you came up with? Someone, someone told you this? This is a beautiful thing you're sharing with us. I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hello? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, did okay, you sorry, come I up heard, with I heard yeah, a beep. No problem. I, uh that was just uh my wife calling me to say, Hey, you're a terrible <laughs> husband. So there, there you go too. That's another okay. subject too. <laughs> yeah, where where'd oh, you come up sorry, with this? Yeah. Um I I didn't. Uh, I well I don't know if I did. I don't remember where I heard of it, but I know that I that like I saw other people posting like it would like they would put on their bio it would say like five people or five five kids and then they would have like in parentheses plus two and then an angel next to it something like that oh, but you have to, you, yeah so you stole it so you I'm, no that's great no it. that's and great man that's great we just so we just had a funeral for our last on friday 
And um, our, our priest uh, was talking to us and he said, name your child and pray for that child because that is a real child. And we need to make sure that we remember that that's a real child. But I have, I have, I have, so I have eight kids and I have six of them that live with me and two of them that are, have gotten their eternal reward. Um, so Stephen, we can't, uh, there's gotta be other people listening to this. Can you share a little bit about what happened? Why did you just have the funeral? Because we just had a miscarriage. I see. And uh, so you, you, under the guidance of this priest or at your own request, decided we should have a funeral. Was this, and you know, it's very timely because we literally had just dropped a podcast recently when we were talking about these types of subjects in, in the pro-life uh, movement in the Catholic Church. And there's so many beautiful gifts that we found doing that, doing that podcast. Um, one mm-hmm. of the one of the things that Roger shared, as he has again today, was that he and his wife suffered a couple of miscarriages with their children as well, and how healing it was to go to a retreat. Uh, yeah, a yeah. retreat that had- that the person who unknown unknown to Roger, we had booked a guest, mm-hmm. uh, Ro- Rosemary Parks, who was the founder of a group called the Rachel Project, mm-hmm. and the Rachel Project still to this day puts on. Uh, retreats for couples who have suffered Mm -hmm. uh, miscarriages and um, it was just so beautiful to hear her talk about that and then for Roger to to thank her during the podcast and say hey I didn't know you were the person responsible for this there is a movement Mm -hmm. it seems to be one of the best kept secrets in the church which is why I'm bringing this up really tell us a little bit if you if you feel comfortable about this process how how did this come about uh, what happened was my wife started to, to bleed while we were on a date night and so she called up the OB and we got in the next day and the next day they, we had an ultrasound and they said that um, it seemed like she was having a miscarriage. The baby was still in there, though. How far uh, along? Would, uh, f- uh, five weeks. Okay. So there, there wasn't a detectable heartbeat, but it was so small that you couldn't really detect a heartbeat. So they couldn't tell. But they said it, w- it was likely that the baby was being miscarried. Um, so we went home and we waited. And I put something out there saying, hey, you know what, maybe, um, you know, it was the, it's the it's the week of the 500th or 400th anniversary of St. Philip Neri's feast day, his 400th feast day. Maybe we'll get a miracle. We're just going to hope and pray and uh, put it out there and just ask everyone to pray. So maybe we'll get a miracle and this baby will survive. We didn't. But, you know, that's that's the way of things. You don't always get a miracle if you ask for one. Of course. Um, so the baby passed and. Uh, we, we were able to collect the remains, um, and we brought it back to the OB, and the OB gave us a packet uh, and instructions on how to contact the cemetery so that we could have a funeral. Queen of Peace or Queen of Heaven? I don't remember the name. I, I'm terrible. Anyway, it was, you know, it's Queen of Peace, I believe, cemetery. They have a whole lot dedicated to the unborn. Wow. Wow, that's so, great. That's great. Where in Arizona we, is this? Uh, it's in Mesa, Arizona. Okay, in Mesa. Wow, that, so that's a, if, that's an amazing that 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 happens. I we wonder how many more. other people. Yeah, we should have. We should more. look into that and find yeah, out. That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's it's so it's. I mean, on the one hand, it's beautiful that it exists. On the other hand, you walk through and it's just it's sad. Yeah. Because every, every single plot is a is a child that the parents never really got to meet. Mm. You know. Yeah. And so it's 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 just it's very sad. And you get a tiny coffin, and the um. 
the OB puts the remains into the coffin, seals it up, and then it, you bury the you bury the remains. Uh, and so, it, like, it was, the baby was five weeks, so we didn't get like a gender or anything. Um, we could have had DNA testing. We decided not to do DNA testing. Uh, we just decided to go with uh, unknown gender is male. Yes, <laughs> the old yeah. way of uh, in the English language, what you would do if you didn't know the gender of someone, you presume male. Interesting. Um, so that's going to get me canceled, I'm sure, for saying it. But unknown gender, presumed male. So uh, our first, our first miscarriage, we didn't know anything about this. Our first miscarriage, so okay. we never got the remains on our first miscarriage. We had nothing on our first miscarriage. Um, but that baby is named Atlas. Atlas. Um, and yeah, yeah, I, I, it was a name I really liked, and I really wanted to name a child Atlas. Um, and we we hadn't converted, you know, we hadn't reverted back yet, so. Um, it, you know, I know it's a pagan name, but it just, I thought it was a cool name. And this latest one is Baby Bean. Aww. Baby Bean. That's cute. Come, my condolences. I was going to ask uh, for your baby's name, so I mean, definitely can pray. Yeah, Except boy, I, we, I, we, we took a, a total uh, yeah. right turn here on this on this podcast. Yeah. But you know but what? You know God what, works in mysterious ways, and yeah. we're actually learning something yeah. we wouldn't even have known about because of your sharing, Stephen. And I know it's a painful time, yeah. but thank you for being so open yeah, about it. And, that's great. And, I was like, whoa. And not only that, yeah. but it shows that you wear this badge of, of your faith in doing what you're doing. Uh, and and I'm, I'm very impressed by that. You went out and you asked for prayers, and you are not... You know, it's it's a very personal thing for me because recently my mom passed away and she was a woman of deep faith. And she, I think Roger, I don't even remember now if we talked about this on the podcast or not, but my mom spoke to me from beyond the grave through a person who knew her. And she shared a story about how her faith had been rocked at one point. And uh, yeah. she wasn't proud of that moment. She says, you know, I lost faith and I kind of went off in my own direction. I was about 16 years old and... And then eventually came back to our faith, and I'm very proud of our faith, and I believe in our faith even more. And when I shared that story with your mom, she said to me as she was sharing this, she said that my mom had told her, never, never be afraid to share those hardships and those, those things that you might be ashamed of or that you might want to keep in the shadows. Do not do that. Do that, as a matter of fact, as a Catholic, so that you can yeah. inspire others. And that's what you're doing here today. And so I'm very, I'm very honored. It's important. Yeah, I'm very honored so, that you are and that you've given us a whole different level of what we, we weren't expecting this for our podcast today. But it's so beautiful. <laughs> I'm moved well, almost to tears, brother. Thank you. Thank you for sure. That is, I mean, and that's the great comedy, isn't it? That's, it's so, so comedy is about joy in the face of evil, right? Comedy is the audacity of hope in the reality of despair. So, like, if you and if you if you realize that the, comedy isn't just funny, haha, and that's yeah. a lot of people mis misjudge that, right? They're like, oh, comedy, that means you're going to tell me some jokes. Like, no, I'm going to spread some joy. Yeah. Um, and comedy can be healing as well, right? Comedy uh, is about is about the uh, is about the absurdity and the audacity of feeling hope and knowing that there's hope for the future while you're still mired in the worst of life. Mm. Right, the the worst of things can happen, but you can still find the joy, and that's what we're called to do. Right? It's like, like you know, you people, some people like they think about the passion of Jesus, right? And they think about how sad and how sorrowful it was, but that was that that was what gives us hope. 
right? Yeah. That that passion and that that death and that that so horrible death and resurrection is the only way that we have any hope. So we should we yeah. should find joy in it. And that's you know, there's a lot of different things, theologies and whatnot uh, to go into it. But um, I know that I've gotten into arguments with people because in you know the modern Bibles that you read, it's uh, Jesus's last words is it is finished, right? Yeah. But it wasn't. It was it's it is consummated. Now, you could argue consummated and finished are basically the same thing, but a consummation is not a finish, but it's like it's an ending of a chapter and beginning of a new chapter, right? It's so when Christ dies on the cross, he said it's consummated, which means he's the church is born, basically. The, 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 like when you consummate a marriage, right, you're, you're creating life. It's not finishing, it's starting. And so I think there's a, there's, there's a whole thing there. And, you know, despair is, the, the, the big sin of Judas was not betrayal. I mean, he yeah. could have been forgiven for the betrayal. Yeah. It was yes. the despair. He gave into despair, yes. and that's why he's not a saint. He could have been the greatest saint by by going to Christ after he had betrayed him and asking for forgiveness and getting that forgiveness, but instead he gave into despair, and so that's why that's why he he you know he's not a saint. That's so true because on the, I actually recently heard that too that when Jesus it's better translated as we translate it as it is finished but that's not a good translation it's consummated that is a better mm-hmm. transition uh, translation because you see this in Genesis you have the marriage you and then the end the revelation obviously with the marriage but then even in Jesus Jesus's crucifixion it is consummated it is finished he is the bridegroom the church is the bride yeah. and yeah so There's- that's cool that you bring it up and in Judas we have many debates on Judas amongst people and we always debate Judas you know it's like a Tuesday Tuesday or Monday but like what are you guys doing going to work oh let's debate about Judas it didn't have to be like that Jesus uh, Judas could have repented but his sin right. was despair so that's interesting that you bring that up because I kind of recently kind of thought about that. Judas is in hell, and we know yes, that yes, certainly. Yes, because if mm-hmm. you uh, if you read the uh, Book of Exorcisms mm-hmm. in the second chapter of the Book of Exorcisms, it's like the Book of Exorcisms comes in like three parts. <laughs> yeah. And I was talking, do you know Jesse yeah. Romero? He's a spiritual warfare guy, if I remember correctly, right? Right. Yes. Yes, and we were talking, about it, and in the second book, uh, like in the second part of the Book of Exorcisms, because uh, there talks about the demons in hell, but mm-hmm. it also specifically mentions that Judas is in hell. Yeah. And if it's definitely. in the, if, exorc- if that's what exorcists are saying, I listen yeah. to exorcists. You know, that's this is the problem. <laughs> this is a topic I'm going to bring up. A, a, I want a question to ask you, but this is why people don't think Catholics are funny. Because what you just said, you said. Uh, yes, in the, the third book of exorcisms, they, I was like, this is, I, and the, the question I was going to ask you is this, uh, why is it that Christianity in general, and Catholics too, why do we get this rap of like, oh, we're not supposed to be funny, or we're not funny, or it's humor, you're supposed to be dour, and I think we talked about this briefly on the phone call, we're like, you're supposed to be dour, pray your rosary, <laughs> like sulk in the corner, oh, while you're playing your rosary in Latin. And make a mean face, like read your your third book of exorcism and all this. You know, think about your death. So, right. why is it that you think that Christianity and or Catholics get this certain connotation about themselves when it comes to humor or comedy? Uh, because generally, we're a bunch of sourpusses. I mean, the people who get <laughs> famous tend to be they're very serious, but also like okay, so. It's because when people joke about things, they joke about the wrong things, mm. and we get 
Um, so people, when people joke and they and they commit heresy, it's a problem, mm-hmm. and we end up being very very strict about it. And also, the church is seen as very strict, and very in many ways, it has to be seen as very strict. Mm-hmm. And what we hear about the church is about its strictness, and either its strictness or we hear about its laxity in in different areas. And uh, specifically, the traditional movement tries to set itself apart from the Novus Ordo yes. mo- uh, movement. Um, right. And as a result, we we've gone we've overcorrected, right? Because like you have literal clowns running around churches sometimes. And that's <laughs> wrong, and so we yeah. we, over, we overcorrect. <laughs> Right? Like with the think, nose, okay. and yeah, look, right. I saw something very close to that. Like where Hong Kong, come get the Eucharist, and Hong Kong, Hong, and all this stuff, right. like tripping people and like whoopee cushions. Uh, I've seen some crazy abuses with the liturgy, some right. crazy ones. So we, so a lot of us overcorrect, and and then on the other, and also like our apologists are very serious. And we're just we're not talking about joy as much, and you know we we we've lost a lot of that. Like you think about the saints, the saints were all filled with joy. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some saints that are kind of you know, but you know you've got <laughs> yeah. Saint Jerome, Saint Jerome. They're like right. Jerome, smile. I am smiling, and he's just like looking. He's like, yeah, that's true. Faith is a serious matter, mm. but so is humor. Humor is a very serious matter, right? Yes. Jesus laughed. He was human. He laughed. Mm-hmm. He is human still. I, yeah, I don't want to say any heresies, but Jesus laughed. <laughs> yeah. we, like, it's, not, it's not written down the Bible because we know people laugh. Yeah, that's right. It's not a surprise human for people Jesus. to laugh. And, you know, we even have a patron saint of comedians. Did you know that? Do you know who it is? I'd be very surprised if anybody Okay. Oh, the patron saint of, of – what did you say? The of patron? comedians. Oh, the patron saint of – it's Richard Pryor. No, it's definitely not Richard <laughs> no, Pryor. There, Let me, um, there, are three, there are three possibilities okay, here we for go. the patron saint of comedians. Okay? Okay. So there's St. Jerome, who was, who was <laughs> it's not right him. before he died. <laughs> it's, there's St. Genesius, who was, who, was, uh, who was doing a comedy, uh, a comedy act when he, uh, when he converted and then was martyred right afterwards. And Ooh. then there's St. Philip Neri. Wow. Um, well, it's actually St. Lawrence. St. Lawrence, sorry, who apparently, even in the midst of his martyrdom, uh, the holy deacon was able to crack a joke. So they now call upon him as the... Uh, the, the patron saint, the Catholic patron saint of, of comedians. As he was, he was um, being martyred, what do you mean? Like, well, he, 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 was, he was in the crosshairs already of, oh, the, of okay. the Roman Empire, uh-huh. and you know, because he had the, the Catholic Church as his belief. Mm-hmm. And so, um, while he was in the crosshairs, they he apparently said that there was a great amount of treasure that the Rome that the Catholic Church possessed. And a Roman official questioned him and said, uh, where is the location of this great treasure? And he said, behold, in these poor persons, the treasure which I promised to show you, to which I will add pearls and precious stones, those w- widows and consecrated virgins, which are also the, the church's crown. Mm. So this mm-hmm. was you know, during a time of the Roman Empire, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sixtus II was in Rome. Oh. And so now, as a result of his clever response... Uh, which wasn't received all that well. As a matter of fact, he was basically tortured and put oh, to wow. death by being burned right. alive. Mm. Um, that's the reason why St. Lawrence is now invoked so, by wow. many comedians. Hmm. 
And it's oh, St. Lawrence. No, it was. I'm sorry. I said the wrong name of it. But St. Lawrence, he was the one that was grilled alive. And the last thing he said was, <gasps> oh. I'm done on the side. Turn yeah, me over. There yes, you go. That's I, right. Yes, that's him. That's right. Because I remember that joke that I think I'm done on this side. There you go. That's yes. exactly so that, correct. So, well, I've heard that line. So, so yeah, St. Lawrence. I got the name wrong, but I know. But that, that was a story. The other one. So St. Genesius. Yes. Tell us. The, uh, he, Genesius he was, of Rome. Right. He was a he was a, he was a, a comedian. And so he was commissioned to create a, a farce based upon baptism. And so he oh. went to he went to uh, to like CCD classes or the equivalent of the time. And he um, so he learned about the faith so that he could he could um, make fun of it on stage. And oh. so he's on stage adding a fake baptism by someone who's dressed like a priest trying to going to make fun of it he gets baptized and he converts oh wow and then stands up after his baptism and the emperor of rome is in the audience <sighs> and starts criticizing him about his treatment of of christians and at first people laughing but he keeps going and then uh the and then the emperor has him has him uh murdered well murdered uh, killed taken basically was he taken away or was he actually killed right there on the spot do we know uh, he was taken away, tortured, and killed. Well, yeah, you of know, course he had to, as had they to do. torture. Yes, uh, and course. then the, thir- the so, and then uh, Saint Philip Neri is the patron saint of humor, and he has probably the the easiest of <laughs> Saint. He wasn't martyred at all, um, but he would he started the the orators. Um, so what he would do is he taught people, regular lay people, how to preach the faith and how to teach it using song and theater and things like that. Fascinating. I love it. You so, know, and it's funny because not only is this your your business, what you what you like, comedy, etc. You've actually studied all this stuff. Here's a question for you. Uh, uh, other than sort of the obvious, who are some of the best Catholic comedians out there? Well, they're really okay. So I'm gonna say a, a couple names. Okay. Okay. Uh, of actual comedians, uh, Kevin James, hands hands down. Kevin James, wow, that's not one that I thought you would have said. Are we talking about Adam Sandler, Kevin James? Yeah. Yes. So watch okay. his show, Kevin Can Wait, uh, okay. and it's very Catholic. Jim Gaffigan was so, one that I thought you were going to say. Oh no. Okay, so Jim Gaffigan can be funny, <laughs> but, uh, but okay, so Jim Gaffigan, and I don't like Stephen he, Colbert. He kind of, oh no. Oh yeah. boo boo boo. I'm just like, so no, I'm just like, they all kind of had these political meltdowns over these last over the last couple of years. That kind of they, and they push themselves more towards secularism than they do Catholicism. And the only one that really hasn't is Kevin James. Mm. Um, oh, interesting. As yeah, far you're as right. I, he doesn't maintain an active online presence. He has a Twitter, but it's I think it's run by like a marketing person. Sure. It only it's run by a nun. By a nun in <laughs> Stop a it. A cloistered nun runs it. So, so Kevin James, <laughs> uh, he hosts events for Father Ripperger. He's an altar server for Father Ripperger. Why wow. do I know that name? What, oh, I, okay, well, I'm going to bl- there, Okay, yes, I've heard of him. I was about to say I'm going to he's, blank. Like, why am I drawing a blank? He's yeah. like he's the exorcist for the United States. Basically. Wow, he's when the you famous said, one in the U.S. When you said Kevin James, I never would put Kevin James and exorcism in the same sentence. Now I'm never oh, yeah. gonna look at Here Comes the Pain at, again. I'm never gonna look at those movies the same. Wow. Are you? Are you? So here comes Here Comes the uh, the Pain. That was the that's the one where he becomes an MMA fighter, right? Yes. Or Paul yeah, that's, Blart. That's I'm never a, gonna look at that the same ever. 
Paul Blart, yeah, Paul Blart is is an odd one yes. of that. But that was that's a that was an Adam Sandler movie that he was in. Uh-huh. You know, like, well, I mean, Adam Sandler wasn't it, but Adam Sandler produ- production yeah, he that he's just a, in those things. A lot of his movies, Adam Sandler produces a lot. They work they right. work together closely. I never thought I never would have thought that ever. Well, you know, I don't I don't know how many people think of uh, somebody who left us a while ago who was one of my favorites, uh, John Candy. He was actually oh, quite a devout. Wow. And I don't know. Faithful. I don't know a lot about John Candy. Yeah, he was Uncle obviously Buck. a comedic genius, Uncle yeah. Buck, uh, and, and oh, that yeah. was only the beginning. Home right? Alone. But, but yeah, apparently, yes. if you if you look it up, uh, and I haven't in a while, you will find that he was, you know, actually quite a devout wow, Catholic. Yeah, he was and, from Chicago, right? Like, I, I, Chicago, I feel like Chicago. There's a lot of Catholics in there. I don't know why. Yeah, I just yeah. feel like the 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 Virgin I, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> up virgin i just feel Stop like a lot of it. catholics right like am i wrong i feel like catholics. he's actually from canada originally because oh, you know SC- that's definitely well, not catholic. sctv way back oh and i didn't know that then he started doing more movies oh because his movies are a lot of them are in chicago i think yeah that's, that's right that's right Prains yeah. change and automobiles and you know yeah. he, the whole, he had a connection yeah. with with a lot of the wow, same people from chicago that would hmm. do Makes that would do now. movies um, but yeah, yeah, Uncle Buck, you know, uh, those were all films that he did with, uh, <laughs> with, with the same director, John Hughes, if yeah. you remember. But yep. so but, I'm going to say, yeah. Uh, so, so Kevin James won of a famous comedian, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, and obviously, you know, that, uh, like, uh, well, now I'm blanking on the name. He just came up with the movie Father Stu. Uh, Don't say Mel Gibson. He's not a comedian. I love no, Mel. He's not, no, no, no. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you call him a comedian. He's done comedic he's movies. Done, he's, he's done. He's done definitely. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Marky Mark. Man. I think that's cheating. I think. I think that's like a. That's. I don't know. But, You're gonna. Have, oh, a, I don't know. A fame. A famous people. Those would be. Yeah, probably that's the, true. That's true. The two well, I would say. You know who uh, who uh, went to Marquette University, which is obviously you know a yeah. Catholic university, and also probably Dane not Cook. known for his Catholic roots, is Chris Farley from oh, Saturday Night yeah. Live. Oh yeah, you know what? I heard that. I heard that. Down he, by he the river. I heard that. I have heard that. You yeah, know, if you ever watched the documentary "I Am Chris Farley," which was released, you know, some time ago in like 2015 or so, yeah, he wow. talks quite a bit about how much he misses his old friend Father Foley, who was a pastor at St. James Catholic Church there in Arlington Heights. You know, so um, yo soy El Nino, and the Nino stands for. The Nino. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I didn't know. That. I remember that. I remember that. Steve Carell. Steve, Steve Carell. Oh. Yes. Wow. Oh, actually, I didn't know that, actually, didn't know that but he's one of my favorites. Hmm. Wow. He's, he's, fair, he's fairly faithful. From what I understand, he's fairly faithful. Wow. Like he's been in some of some uh, some you know otter films, but generally speaking, he stays like his character stays true to the faith. That is very cool. I, I did that. not know that at all. I mean, he's a Golden Globe winning TV film yeah. actor. You know, I don't know if he's got any Emmys. He doesn't, or talk, not, he doesn't talk out much. Which forty is year old virgin comes to oh, mind. Oh, that's one of my favorite. Okay. I grew up during that time, yeah. and forty year old virgin, Seth Rogen's, all those. Yeah. So that movie, though, what's the what's the what happens in the movie? That he waits until marriage. Right. Does he? Are you are you watching the yeah. same movie? I don't remember. But does he, he does really a really wait? good does, job. He does he, like a really his brand. You know, we were talking about this interestingly. Like a bag of sand. <laughs> we, we want to do a whole podcast on like you know 
Catholic celebrities yeah. and who's living their faith in their celebritydom and who isn't. And and I, Stephen, I come from Hollywood. I, I, I recently just joined this podcast, but my background has been a career in in television, producing and writing and, and directing all oh, kinds so of that, stuff. So then you're going to help me spread comedy. You're going to be my producer. <laughs> there you, hey, you're I love a movie, it. a Jub Apatel, like a Catholic. You're you're the next Catholic Jug Jub Apatel. Oh, we're going to make all these moves. I'm uh, the new Seth Rogen. Hey, whatever uh, God wants, man. Steve Carell. <laughs> whatever God okay, wants. If that's the reason you. this whole podcast came together, <laughs> and that's what we're going to do, then this will become a historic podcast. Speaking that's of Steve Carell, how about this? How about angels and demons, St. Michael, right? All the angels, but set in Parks and Rec. So imagine it's like the good place. It's like the good place. It's so it's regular obvious. human. It's regular humans, but it's like, hey, St. Michael, St. Gabriel, and it's like Parks and Rec, and they're just like, oh, you got Lucifer on there. He's doing this stuff over here. I mean, that, that's a pitch. That's a show. But, but you know, it's speaking an, of, show. we were talking about this, and I think, you know, in, on that topic of celebrities mm-hmm. and Catholicism, yeah. I think one of the reasons why I didn't know that Steve Carell, who I love his I projects, I, I love the way he picks his projects. I love his comedy. He's just such a great talent. And he's so he's all over the place. He's in animated films. He's in adult comedies. <laughs> he's in you know streamers like like we're watching Apple TV streaming comedy about the morning. Spoiler show. alert! Spoiler! But, I haven't seen it. Spoiler! But, oh no! I'm, I'm so sorry, but but it's worth watching regardless, whether you know that or not. It's not too 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 hmm. too important. Evidence uh-huh. that he is keeping his personal life and his public life. Uh, obviously separated and yeah. um he's I, I as i'm reading uh and jumping on the internet real quick on my phone and finding out more and more he's actually you're right he is actually steve carell is is a you wow. know sort of a favorite catholic you know hmm. celebrity bag mm-hmm. of sand man you know what uh, as, uh, as of our time winds down Oh man, I wish you know we have to talk about how we can find more of your work that's what i was going to say what to point our listeners to your to your what are you brand. up to? What do you what do you got going on? What what can you say? And we'll definitely what, have what you I? back on because there's a bunch of stuff we could talk about it. But yeah, what, what's your brand up to? What are you guys doing? What's your what's your accomplishments? What do you hope to do? Where can we find you? So uh, I wanted to. So I did some of this thing last like last week. Um, no, the week before last uh, for for St. Philip Neri's 400th uh, anniversary. Uh, where I had a bunch of people and we played basically played games and then I gave somebody five hundred dollars. Mm. So I want to do more of that, although less of the five hundred dollar part, more of the just playing games. Um, but I'm also continuing to do the sketches, um, just trying to spread the joy, you know. That's awesome, man. And your your website is catholiccomedy.com. Catholiccomedy.com, or you can find me on YouTube, mm. uh, YouTube.com/slash catholiccomedysketches. And I can't mm-hmm. wait to hear some of these. I have not, I'll be honest and say I have not heard some of them, but as I'm looking through your titles that are on the website, I'm cracking up already. So I've I, heard I the ghost it. one, the one, the, what is it, like a ghost realtor, and then the Indiana uh, Jones one. Haunted, yeah. haunted, oh, there you go, Haunted, haunted real, real Estate It's Haunted agent. Real Estate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's So Haunted Real Estate, and Haunted Real Estate 3 is, is, so I've got a partner, a silent partner, who won't reveal his name on this but he does uh i call him miles although that's not his real name he does the other voice so when you see when you hear two male voices one is me one is him Mm, awesome Um, and his favorite is um is the haunted real estate three (laughs) my favorite is laughbot 
Wow. So uh, that one, I, I didn't hear that one. <laughs> that one's probably my favorite. And I, I mean, I've done done a couple of these like banter ones back and forth, and those are just easier to write. Yeah. So we got a lot of those. They're like I call it Stephen and Miles because I'm Stephen, he is Miles, and so like it's back and forth type stuff. Now um, you started this like back in 2021 or so. Yeah, back okay. in 2021. Okay. So I, I, we do we do one a week generally. Um, for St. Philip Neri's Feast Week, we did five. Wow. Um, and did you drop them all at the same time, or do you wait like to drop new? one a day? One a day. Okay. We did one a day. One a day on that week, and then usually it's every week on a, on Monday morning is when they usually premiere. Um, I, I've been out for the last few weeks. We had this just, I mean, kind of burnt from doing five of them in a row. Plus, we had the miscarriage and the funeral and all that stuff. So it's been kind of a rough go. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're, we'll get back in there, and um, it's just taking a little longer than I expected. But I've got some ideas. I've got some sketches to write out and to send off to be uh, – to, so I send him the sketches. He, he sends me back his audio, and then I add my audio in, and we add yeah. – Hey, listen, I, like I think we found a, uh, a, a kindred soul mm. uh, in you, <laughs> and I, I would mm. love to invite you right here, put the pressure on you in public. Um, to, to be back on with us because you know that's what we do of here. Course. We geek out on yeah. stuff. We we talk about Fandom social so issues great, yeah. and news items mm-hmm. and and heavy heavy mm-hmm. stuff like we just talked about right now. Yeah. Uh, and thank you by the way for sharing with us again. Boy, you want to talk you. about an interesting podcast? For we sure. go we go in for the laughter and we end up in tears <laughs> and we end up back in yeah. laughter. And yeah. and you're amazing, brother. And I, I'm yeah. so. I'm so honored to have you as a brother in our faith and for then to see you out there living that faith and trying to bring us some, some laughter and some, some amazement, um, through our, through your craft. Yeah, man. Thank you for being on the podcast, man. Everyone go check out Catholic comedy. And I do see you had the Catholic man show podcast. So now you're going to have to have faith, reason and geekdom at the next festival. So they're up. Oh, you already said it too late. All right. Bye everybody. Let's, let's, go. let's get off the phone. Let's get I, off before he, I, he give him a chance to say no. Just, just I, I am perfectly, I would be, I'd be happy to have you guys out. Um, you know, we'll, 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 we'll talk more and we'll have for more, sure, more conversations. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Fun. Love those festivals Thank you. you're doing, man. Thank right, you, brother. brother. Appreciate thank you. It. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. What a great interview. This has been Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm Roger. And I'm Dusty. Peace. <laughs>